Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another episode in the season preview series. Today, we are looking at the brand new team in the NRL. We have got at number seven, 16 in the power rankings. We have got the Redcliffe Dolphins. So with the Dolphins, obviously, a very low rating for the new team. I think it'll be pretty clear why that is the case. Uh, but this was never meant to be the year they're going to challenge for a premiership. Um, you know, it'd be a nice story if they were able to make the eight, but I think really 2024 into 2025 is when we will see the true Dolphins come into play here. So let's go through their predicted squad, talk a little about a little bit why we have them where they are, then we can look at some real super coach guns and avoids here. So let's start right into it. At fullback, we got the hammer on the wings, we got Jermaine Asako and Edric Lee in the centers, Ewan Aiken and Brenko Lee in the halves, Anthony Milford, Sean O'Sullivan. In the front row, Mark Nichols, Jesse Bromwich, and Jerry Marshall King at hooker. In the back row, Felice Cafusi, Kenny Bromwich, and Tom Gilbert. With a bench of Cody Nicarima, Ray Stone, Connolly Lemulelu, and Jared Wallace. So it's a very good 1-17. to uh, Not great, very good, I would say, in terms of what this team can do. What will happen here is um, any slight injuries... We're in trouble here. So obviously we got Katoa as the, the backup half option who I think will get run at some stage this season. I think Anthony Milford's time in this Dolphin setup is not longed. I think Wayne Bennett will want to get Katoa minutes, especially potentially a, a nice big 10-round chunk in Q Cup. Then we get him into the first grade side. In terms of the backs, you got Rob Jennings and Oliver Gildart. And then in the front row, there's a couple of youngsters through Collins and Jackson, but there isn't much else. This team is still growing. Like I said, the next offseason when some more guys come off contract, you'll build again and again and again. But right now, this is a team that right now this starting side is only to a certain point. But then once it goes past that, then we have to see what happens there. Looking at the team and obviously what they've got here right now, so we've obviously got the hammer, a fullback. Does he stay a fullback? The only person that could potentially remove him is Jermaine Asaka, but I think they'll want to give Hammer extended running to see what they've got. Ewanek is definitely a center. Brenko Lee will have to fight off Robert Jennings and Oliver Gildart for that. In the halves, we did speak about uh, Katoa needing to kind of beat out Milford. I think Sean O'Sullivan is there for an extended run, so I think Sean O'Sullivan's place is safe in this team. The front row, in terms of... You know, the, the Melbourne boys that have come down, so the Bromwich boys with Kafusi. I think Marshall King is a great pickup. I think he will be a dynamic number nine that can get their sets off to a good start and get them in good positions. Tom Gilbert is probably one of their best signings in terms of the age, where he is in his career, coming off an origin performance, being in that Cowboy side. I think he will be immense for them this season. And then you've got Mark Nichols, who will be there with Jared Wallace kind of in that front row rotation. What does it all lead to? It leads to a lot of guys that you look at and go, yeah, I don't mind that being my fourth center wing, my third 2RF, my backup hooker, for example. It leads to a lot of that. There's no one that you're really going, I have to get this guy in. So let's talk about it. Let's talk Supercoach because I think from an NRL side this year, it'll be a lot of treading water. I think they will get a couple of good wins in there. I think whenever they verse the Titans, Cowboys, and Brisbane, to beat one of those Queensland sides is going to be their main objective this year. Obviously, got the Roosters first up. 
they're going to be milestones. They can beat the good teams, you know, against the Panthers. Can they keep it close? Those type of things, I think, is what this first season is about. And working out which of these young players that's currently in their reserves can break into this first grade side of there's injuries and how they're going to perform. Because I think that's what Wayne Bennett's looking for here. He's not looking for, you know, a magical season to get them to six. I don't think he know. I think he knows that's not possible. I think he just needs to see who is here for the next one or two seasons versus the next four to five. So let's look at the guns. Who are the guns in this team? Who do we need to look at? I think you start with Tom Gilbert. I think he's obviously got the jewel there. He'll be a very nice player. I think he's going to get a lot of work done. Obviously, you got Krafusi and Bromwich on the edges, so he will play more of a middle rotation. I think he'll play 13, and he will get a very extended game time. I'm not sure what his motor is. If he can get close to 80 minutes, would be very interesting to see. But if he does, then I think he has a real potential to, you know, be one of those guns that, you know, a nice price point right now can easily get into that 65 average mark. So I think he's unquestioned the number one here right now. I think Jeremy Marshall King will be number two. Again, Cody Nikarima is may potentially be on the bench, but I just think that, you know, you're going to get at least 65 minutes out of JMK, and he is one of those players that can really do a good job for you, I think. You know, what he showed at the Dogs those couple of seasons where he was fighting for spots, he finally got it. And then last year, he was a real linchpin of their attack and why they had that nice form in the middle to end of the season. So I think Marshall King is a good player and he will definitely be one that, especially from a draft perspective, I could see him being, you know, that ninth hooker off the board. Some people might be a little bit higher on him. If we had to find a third, you'd probably go Ewan Aiken. Um, Obviously got the jewel there. We have seen him move into the back row, so he can move there if needed. If they want to get some of these young guys in the back line some minutes. So I think there will be some value there. But again, I think trials will be a bit hard to come by in this team. It's all going to be in base, which he does have got a very nice base. So Ewan Aiken, I think from what everyone saw last year, he will be highly rated anyway and be drafted very high. He's got a nice price point already. So I don't think there's much value in him, but you know he's going to be a gun who can get you what needs to get done. Who are the avoids? So I think we need to start with uh, the halves. So I think any of Sean O'Sullivan or Anthony Milford, because like I said, I think O'Sullivan will get the much longer leash, but I do want to see Katoa. I think, you know, he's going to be nearly bottom dollar. He's a jewel in the game, so he's definitely going to be in someone's uh, reserve, similar to Ezra Mam, Lachlan Elia, Sam Walker of previous year. So I think Katoa is easily going to be one of those backup 5'8 halfbacks, probably 5'8 if you want to go to the double halves in Heinz and Cleary. Um, so it does make Katoa, you know, one of those guys that will be in 40% of teams. So Milford is in a void. I think I'll have to go any of the, you know, older front rowers. So we'll chuck in Mark Nichols, Jesse Bromwich, Felice Cavusi, Jesse Bromwich. Yes, they're going to get minutes. Yes, they'll get points, but you're not going to expect them to come into this team and elevate to what they were doing above in the Melbourne or Rabbit system there. And a very cautious avoid on Edric Lee. I think a lot of people got sucked into the hype train last year of, you know, some of the big scores that Edric did put on. He is a noted try scorer. But again, depending on who he plays on the outside of, you know, if we go with Ewan Aiken and Brenko Lee as the center pairing right now, two players that aren't known for their passing. So I think Asako and Edric may not get the tries that other people think because they're playing inside two very ball-dominant running center pairings there. All that leads to a 16th place finish. Again, I think they're still going to be entertaining. I, like I said in the Jersey podcast, huge fan of their jerseys this year. Obviously got the master coaching Wayne Bennett, so that's an extra storyline on top. And let's see 
an expansion club. It's been a long time since 2007 since we've had an expansion club. It did take the Titans a couple of years, but they were in a prelim final, I think, three or four years into the comp. So, again, they didn't get into their marquee signings. There's no Munster, no Ponger in this team, no Harry Grant, but this is a building block season. I think there are some useful players here for Supercoach that you will use throughout the season, uh, but definitely a small grind into the next season, into the next season. But, again, Tom Gilbert, all over him like a dirty rash this year. A couple of small guys like Raystone, Connolly, Limulelu, who will be useful this year, and obviously you and Aiken there. So we'll leave it there for the Dolphins Team 16, and we'll be back with the next podcast very soon. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.